If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everyone loves happy hour, and no one makes an hour happier than actress, comedian, author, host, and self-proclaimed hat girl, Didi Sorvino, who each show serves up an hour of good times and great conversation. Food, culture, fashion, current events, history, or just good gossip, grab a cocktail and take a seat as Dee, Dee shares stories, talks with friends, and makes you wish you could keep the bar tab open all night. Where there's a party, there's Dee, Dee and you are invited. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Drinks with Dee. Dee. Here's your host, D.D. Sorvino. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, everyone. I am on the road for this show, but I wouldn't miss it. We've got such a special guest. I am D.D. Sorvino, your host for Drinks with D.D., and I'm drinking wine in a car, and then I'm going to drive away. So I'm going to say exactly where I am because that'd probably be a bad <laughs> idea. But uh, I want to tell you, that uh, our guest is it? You know, I'm, I consider him a friend because you know uh, we, uh, Paul and I uh, know him. Paul knew him, and we love Frank Morano. But I like to describe Frank as the he's a good fella and better than a soprano. Frank Morano. <laughs> okay, it, everybody. Uh, it's great to be here. My only regret, I've been wanting to come on uh, for, for a while. And uh, certainly if there's one place that I'm comfortable, it's a bar. But I'm on the wagon for 40 days of Lent. It's my way Ooh. of proving to myself that I'm not an alcoholic. So I'm uh, forced <laughs> to just drink root beer today. But it's great to be here nonetheless. Great to see everybody. Well, next time, my friend. So uh, we have, you know, we always have like a, a group of bar buddies. I mean, you know how a bar is. People are in and out and, you know, bad words, bad behavior, good behavior. You kind of never know what's going to happen. But I knew you can handle it being a New Yorker. But I wanted you to like, look, usually you cannot ask a guest, what did you tell us about yourself? But you, on the other hand, I can just drink and let it go. I mean, you know, I'm just being lazy. I'm going to let you just talk. You've got your own big shows, not even show. You've got several shows. I can't even, can't even keep up with everything you're doing for Frank. Tell us what you're up to, please. Well, so uh, quite a bit. So you're very kind, uh, Dee Dee. But so I'm doing the um, the the graveyard shift, the, uh, the overnight show from 1 to 5 a.m. And we started out on uh, on WABC about two and a half years ago, uh, 1 to 5 Eastern. But uh, within, you know, maybe six or seven months, we were number one in the ratings. And we've been number one for the last two years. Uh, and, I, and, you know, sometimes people say they're number one and it's number one with uh you and know uh, right right it's number <laughs> one uh with uh with albino alsatians between the ages of 25 and 27 and a half no, in albuquerque and you know there are no there are no albinos here in new mexico by the way i've not All seen right, a you one gave your, you gave your location away mm -hmm. but uh so for the last uh last few months the show's been uh syndicated we're heard in a lot of other cities now baltimore anchorage alaska nashville so it's gone really well and um you know the the only challenge is is adjusting to these nocturnal hours so i sleep during the day usually look after my uh, one-year-old Carmine in the afternoon and then uh, do a lot of radio at night. But I still make some time on the weekends, especially to uh, patronize a bar or two, where my standard drink during the warmer months is a Bombay Sapphire Martini straight up with a twist. Oh, uh, uh, you're drink... killing me. That's gorgeous. <laughs> that is a great drink, my friend. But, but during <laughs> the fall and winter, I just go straight bourbon, usually a Maker's Mark or a Woodford Reserve. Better yet. And if I'm not sure choice. the bartender's acumen, I give him something easy like a Negroni, but always with Bombay Sapphire. You know what? Bourbon really is, uh, it's, it's definitely my drink of choice. Uh, Michael as well. Michael is a comedian and I'm sh you have the uh, Woodford, right? Yeah, there you go. 
Yeah, we're very Love loyal it. to the bourbon. I was born in Kentucky. He was born in Kentucky. We've got Stephanie in Pennsylvania. We've got Alan in Pennsylvania. We've got Tommy in California. We've got uh, Jennifer in Indianapolis. We have Sue Ann in Boston, Boston-esque. So the whole world is represented, and everyone was looking forward to meet meeting you, Frank. But the first question I want to ask you, and everybody can join in because you know it's a free-for-all. It's not organized and professional like your show, so forgive Please. me. Please. <laughs> but how in the hell is New York ranked as the 57th happiest place in the world? How in the hell did New York end up at 50? Is it Has it gone down that bad? I mean, what is going on? Do you have Lori Lightfoot now as, as mayor instead of the crap piece of crap mayor you've got? What in the world? All the, all the happy people moved to Florida. I, I guess that might be it. Hey, who did that uh, that ranking of ranking New Yorkers number? This goes back. This goes back to being number one with the Obama population in New Mexico. <laughs> who it knows? I just. And what city was number one? What city was the most happy? Well, I don't know. I thought you would have been talking about this all damn night. You know about like you know complaining that people were saying. I mean, I was counting you on this on you for the scoop, Frank, because, you know, New York's never going to be number 57. It's not what it was, but I think New York is coming back. It's not in the heyday of Giuliani, but it's better than it was since de Blasio, piece of shit. So, you know, it, what, I mean, if you had to give New York the number, what are you going to give them? I know it's not 57, and who cares no, about those uh, rankings? Who knows? Look, I think New York is a wonderful place to live. I honestly can't imagine living anywhere else. I mean, there are some aspects of New York that I'd certainly like to improve. Uh, you alluded to the, the crime situation, which could certainly be a lot better. Uh, the, uh, there's a, a, a problem with street and homeless. But in terms of, and, and well, you know, I met, the, I was hanging out with the mayor at a cigar bar a couple of weeks ago, and I and I told him, that, you know, I could What is he like? Frank, what is he like? On a is he a level, dick? Is he a douchebag? No, or is he nice? On a personal level, he is delightful. He he might be and 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 this is to say nothing of his policies or anything. He is not but, fucking delightful, I swear to God. Set, God find God, another man. word. Well, find anything but, but <laughs> Frank, wait, I me, expected more oh, from you. Now come on. Well, let me say two quick things. One is uh, the one public policy area that I brought up with him. I said, Mayor, you know, first of all, he's out till one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning every night. And I said, Mayor, you know, you're up till all hours. This is supposed to be the city that never sleeps. And yet the bars are forced to close at 4 a.m. You go to Atlantic City, you go to Vegas. The bars can can stay open twenty four hours. I get off at five. Okay. By the way, let me let me point out how cool Frank Morano is. He is mm. bitching because the bars are closing at four. Tommy from California. I think they close at one or something. California is really screwed up, but that's great, Frank. I love that. That's wonderful. No, but in all seriousness, <laughs> you're you know, right. You're I, right. I, I, I get off at 5 a.m., right? I'd love to go and take some of my colleagues for a drink or something. And in, in New York, there's no place you can do it. And the mayor, when he was a cop, he used to work overnight. He said the same thing. So he said he agreed with me. But then I learned later, he just tells everybody that he agrees with them. Uh, and then when we, <laughs> when, we, when we finished hanging out for a little bit, I said, oh, you know, mayor, I'm sure when you're out and about, if you ever hear me on the radio, you know, bashing you, you could feel free to call in and uh, straighten me out. And he said, and I thought it was a great line. He said, uh, Frank, I've learned the only bad press is on the obituary page. So do your thing. So, uh, well, that's a good attitude. Good. He seemed pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Very good. No, he was that uh, he, he was could never get in past all. all the other people bashing him. That's right. That's right. Well, that's right. I have to say that I've heard him say some things about education in New York that shocked me in a good surprise way. So maybe he's not as further crazy as Lori Lightfoot. Oh, no, no, no. There's not even, I don't think there's a mayor in America that you could put in Lori Lightfoot's category. I mean, Adams was a Republican for for years uh, during the Giuliani era and everything. Yeah. And, you know, now he's being attacked. He was being attacked by the left uh, two weeks ago for wanting to detain the mentally ill people and get them off the street. And a lot of the civil liberties groups got upset with him. Now this week, they're attacking him because Adams went after separation of church and state. He said, you know, you, you know, uh, that faith is the heart of, uh, of the body in the city. And uh, don't come talking to me about separation of church and state. And he said, you know, when we took prayer out of the schools, that's when the school shooting started. So now the hard left in the city 
is all over him. Uh, they are killing him this week. Although you That's can't right. really detain the mentally ill in New York. There's not enough jail cells for the Democrats. <laughs> right. uh, that is a good point. So, Frank, look, I mean, obviously the heyday, and you're probably even too young for that with Giuliani, but I do think New York's coming back a little bit. I mean, people still look. I mean, they go there for Christmas. I mean, people really do enjoy it. You know, and our bar buddies are from everywhere in the country. So don't you all enjoy New York and go? What do, do you do the usual tourist stuff, or do you what you go to do the look? I like the history stuff. I like like Francis Tavern and Me too. you know, and the media and that sort of thing. But don't you? I mean, I think that most of the time, if you do tourist stuff, it's stupid. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not cool. But in New York, it really is cool. It's fine. You know, I, I, like I'm sure a lot of you, when you're when you're in a place all the time, a lot of times you don't do the things that people come there to do. So I only go to the top of the Empire State Building when someone's in town and wants to see it, um, or the Statue of Liberty or something like that. So there's all. But you know what, things. Frank? Isn't it always cool though? I mean, yes. it's when you do it, it's like wow. You know what? I am in freaking New York. This is awesome. Uh, but it I, just as far is. As I'm, as far as I'm concerned, and obviously I'm biased, but when you talk about history, culture, uh, restaurants, cultural institutions, uh, there's really no place like New York. I really feel like it is the city that has absolutely everything except for 24-hour bars. Uh, it's a <laughs> wonderful place. And, um, you know, while we've seen crime go up a little bit the last uh, two, three years, it's still a lot. You know, when I when I was growing up, there were twenty six hundred murders a year in New York City this year or last year. There were four hundred and thirty. So um, while things are going in the wrong direction, certainly they're a lot better than they were when I was growing up here. Yeah. So, Frank, look, I mean, you, you talk about everything. I mean, you're just such a great host. I have to tell you, I mean, I, I just oh, really you. enjoy your work. And I actually, you know, I, the, the early mornings I don't like because I wake up at one, two, three o'clock in the morning. So I do listen. Thank and you. you're just great at what you do. And I love the fact that, you know, obviously you love New York and most New Yorkers do. And sure. I think it's interesting to have New York is sort of your, you know, your hub, and then the rest of the world. Now, I'm making fun of New Mexico because I am like in a scary ass place right now. <laughs> but I love our country. Our country is so diverse and so interesting. And they're, you know, the country, you know, suburb, city. When you get all of these guests that come on, I mean, what is your opinion about, you know, people that come in the city? Do you think that they, you know, do they think that they are really loving New York? Are they scared? Are they, you know, are they are they baffled? I mean, you know, I'm just curious because you talk to everybody and you talk to a lot of New Yorkers. Yeah, well, I, I don't think most New Yorkers are, are are scared. You know, the one aspect that is an exception to what I just said is you do see some people, especially maybe some women and some older folks, that now because of the uptick in subway crime and oh, yeah. the coverage that the subway crime has gotten, they do seem much more reluctant to uh, take mass transit. So are you taking mass transit, Frank? I would never take the subway now. I did it. All, yeah, I used to do it all the time to go to Fox News three o'clock in the morning. Forget it for Fox and Friends. No way, Jose. I am never doing that again. Do you, you know, go? You've uh, got a little kid. I don't think you should. You know, because of my odd hours, I end up driving in uh, most of the time. So I used to take mass transit all the time, but now most days I'm uh, I'm driving in. Well, so, they'll pee uh, on you, they'll stab you, you know, they'll like kiss you, they'll attack you, they'll rape you. It's not worth it. It ain't worth it. Time. All the same time. And that's just the good people. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so Tommy, look, you're you're a California guy. You're a California guy. You know, you're you're out all the way on the West Coast. When you, what do you think about New York? I mean, because California is a shithole. Sorry, but that's my opinion. I choose New York ever over California any day of the week. Sorry, but I do. Okay, I know you're cursing me under your breath, but I just want to say, why would you think California would be better than awesome New York? Just asking. I don't. Except for the snow and the cold. I, I All right, good man. That is true. We don't New have York. snow in New York. Good man. Well, not you know? this year. You've had like all, yeah, I mean, the weather's, look, the weather's been nuts. I was being pelted earlier with mini hail. And when I left Indiana, I was in Indy, 
and it was like 70 degrees. It was beautiful, warm, amazing. And then the further south I drive, the, the, the worse the weather gets. So the weather's nuts. Weather's just nuts. But Tommy, see, do you prefer? Yeah, it was snowing here like five minutes ago. So, Tommy, you prefer New York over California. And I'm going to ask you all this. This is the theme. It's all about Frank and New York. So I want to know why. Well, it's been years since I've been to New York, to be honest. The closest I got was a couple of years ago. I made it to uh, Camden. And, and that's no comparison. Oh, God. <laughs> Frank, I swear. Uh, uh, yeah, I I'm sorry for Tom's remark. That's just not even acceptable, Camden. You know, oh I know, I know, Camden. right? And, and I like South Jersey. I go to Cape May. I go to Atlantic <laughs> no, City. But there's there's no, no for Camden in New York. No, no, no. I spent a week there one night. Oh God, I can't even hear this. All right, help, Alan, help! I swear, get us out of this. <laughs> I'm You're just trying to figure out when you have snow in in Southern California, how do they take care of it? Obviously, snowblowers don't work, and there's only so many nostrils to go around. So you believe how many people i'm from the midwest so i'm used to snow and all it is is flurries here but everyone's freaking out it's like this yeah is they nothing. are freaking out because there was snow in the hollywood sign and they don't know what to do and they're wearing seven <laughs> layers of clothing <laughs> yeah. so it is kind of funny because look the new yorkers and frank will tell you new yorkers they're they are a tough bunch I mean, they just are. 9-11, everybody came through. Everybody helped each other. In California, they'll lay, leave you on the side of the road and let you bleed to death. I'm sorry, but that, that's the way it is. I think New Yorkers, even though you've had a problem with people on the subway and, you know, you, you have idiots everywhere. But for the most part, I think New Yorkers are good people. Don't you think, Frank? I think for the most part, you know, they'll help you out. Uh, no, no doubt about it. And to your point, uh, to your point, Didi, there is such a toughness about the people that uh, that live and work here. You mentioned 9-11, but between 9-11 and now, there's yeah. been 20 other crises that would paralyze any city. Just two years later, we had a massive blackout that everyone dealt with. And you know how, how most New Yorkers reacted? reacted. They had a, a giant party. They would, everyone yes. went out to their stoop <laughs> and, uh, and got drunk. Uh, a few years later, we had uh, Hurricane Sandy, which uh, not only resulted in flooding and people's houses be being washed away, but um, in terms of, uh, 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 again, no power. We had an assassination at City Hall. We've had uh, issue after issue over the course of the last 20 years to say nothing of the coronavirus pandemic, which we as a city handled very poorly. But um, New Yorkers always found a, a way to bounce back. And except for the ones uh, that have moved to Florida. You know, New Yorkers almost seem to take a pride in resilience. In fact, yeah, there's also Frank, been a they consolidation. They go to New York, but they come back. They go to New York, but they come back. They don't stay in, or I'm sorry, to Florida. They go there for a few months, the colder months, even though you're not having them this year. And they come back to New York. Come on. I mean, nobody's, yeah. none of the New Yorkers aren't leaving anywhere. There's also been a consolidation of Starbucks in New York. And the really tough New Yorkers are willing to walk the extra block to make it to the next Starbucks. Now, you sound like, yeah. you know, those are L.A. people. Look, And the yeah. reason I know so much about New York and L.A., you know, of course, I was married to the, the late great Paul Servito. So he was a New Yorker. And we always bitched about L.A. <laughs> I mean, nonstop, we bitched about L.A. That, we, you know, we lived in New York and L.A. And we'd go back and forth, back and forth. And we'd talk about how L.A., how nobody can handle anything. They all lied. You know, they, 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 you know, they certainly wouldn't stab you in the front. They'd stab you in the back. At least New Yorkers are going to stab you in the damn front. But for the most part, they're probably not even going to stab you, right? I mean, you know, they're cool people. They'll give you a chance. So it's just a huge difference. But Paul, of course, was born in Brooklyn and loved New York. And let the Midwest and the South, but we always just gave LA a hard time because they totally deserve it. <laughs> but I think that, you know, but the contrast between LA and New York is just so fascinating. And now that Frank's like a sort of a Hollywood guy, and I don't mean that in the Please. sense that he works in Hollywood, but he's like a big star on radio, like a big freaking fucking deal, which I love. And you deserve that. And, you know, because you have a lot of night owls. And now you all have to listen to Frank because he's so good. So, and tell us the name of the show and how to get there. We'll talk about it at the end too, but I want to make sure everybody knows how to find you. Well, thank you, Didi. You're very kind. Yeah, for Night Owls, you can listen live from 1 to 5 a.m. Eastern every night or every morning uh, at wabcradio.com. Just click the listen live page. But if you're not up in the middle of the night, you can still listen. A lot of people listen on the podcast. You can just go to fmwabc.com or just search 
The Other Side of Midnight. That's the name of the program. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano on any podcast app. And if you hit the subscribe button, the show will come uh, to your phone every day. A lot of people say they listen uh, when they wake up. So, you know, where, if you listen live, you listen on the radio, you listen streaming, you listen podcast. There's a whole bunch of different ways to listen. As long as you listen, that's the important thing. No, and you're you're just so entertaining, so informative. I love, love, love it. And everyone here knows I don't fucking lie, and I don't say something I don't mean. So Frank's really great. Uh, me, you know, and he's been so busy, and I've asked him several times to come on. So I'm glad that finally you were able to make it work. And I know your schedule's crazy, but I'm going to open it up to everybody because you know it, the the drinks with Dee Dee crowd, the bar crowd, they're so fabulous. They're smart. They're funny. They're wonderful. What do y'all got for Frank? Michael, I would like to hear more about Bigfoot on your show, though. I, it seems to be a lot more UFO stuff lately. Uh, there is some good Bigfoot stuff on there. We have some had some of the finest uh, crypto uh, zoologists. Uh, crypto zoologists. <laughs> what the fuck is? What? It's like a, like a Bigfoot, right? No, Can okay. I ask a question? <laughs> Go ahead, Stephanie. Uh, all right, is it the crypto zoologist that shows up on Joe Rogan? Probably. I'm not sure who, which one it is. It was it Ken Gerard. There's a few. We've had a, actually every uh, self-proclaimed Bigfoot expert, researcher, chaser, documentarian on the show. So probably, it's it's this, sure. it's it's this young guy. He's got a beard. He goes to like Australia looking for that Tasmanian tiger thing. Yeah, I um, think that's Ken Gerard. And yes, yeah. he's definitely been on. Yes, and absolutely. he is okay, willing cool. to ride the subway. <laughs> Maybe, but Bigfoot ironically is not. He's afraid. You do the mock, He man? should be afraid. Look, uh, you know, Jennifer. Uh, just so you know, Frank, we have such a smart, fun group. And if you're not, you get kicked off. And believe me, it's happened even during oh the show. We are. It's ruthless. Oh yeah, <laughs> I will. I'll say. You know, you you are just boring. Get the fuck out, right? So. <laughs> Six months to get back. Anyway, so Jennifer Ruby is an attorney. She's super duper smart. She's, you know, in Indiana, because I think I think Hoosiers and uh, New Yorkers have something in common. I think they're all smart. I think uh, nice people, uh, and, you know, and kind of normal, right? You know, I mean, not like crazy people. So Jennifer, you know, you've been in New York before, right? Mm -hmm. So comparing New York to the Midwest, honestly, you know, your husband's not in a room. What do you like better and why? Oh, I, I love New York. And the biggest thing, one of the first times I went to New York, the biggest thing that I was excited about is there were there was some construction work going on. And I actually got to see one of the huge rats. That cracked me up was actually seeing that. But there was so much to do and it was so lively. And I wasn't scared walking around there. I did not have to take the subway when I went through there. And, um, but I was also meeting with a bunch of lawyers. So, so you're just year. thinking you can sue your way out of it. In fact, if they run you over, you're going to get $2 million. So no problem. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't put it like that. But you know, sure. lawyers are like that. I mean, if they, if they get, yeah. Okay. She's not going to say that, but I yeah, will. It's like, you know, Hey, hit me fine. You're going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a mansion on Long Island next to Sean Hannity. No problem. <laughs> yeah, that leg will heal. You broke my leg, so, but it'll heal. <laughs> so, Frank, you know, so go ahead. So it's interesting because I've been to, to New York twice. Both times I was by myself and I did the subway and I did like the whole walk of Mon Manhattan from the bottom to the top. And the last time I went, I, I was pretty um, close to Rockefeller Center. I kind of stayed by that area. But what's interesting is, you know, and I'm, you know, I, I'm savvy, so I'm very aware of my surroundings, but not once did I feel threatened. Mm. And I think that says a lot for, you know, the, even, even the areas that I was walking through, right through Central Park at dusk. And, you know, there's just, it, it, it was not daunting to me at all. Which it's not like you were walking around in downtown Philly or anything. No. <laughs> that was That's rough, man. Or bar. <laughs> hey, That's rough. Kurt's yes, in sir. The waiting room. Kurt's in the waiting room. Oh, we need to hurt Kurt because of the whole hey, Star God. Trek thing. Because I want to talk about Star Star Trek. Oh, uh, I, I wanna, it's up to the producers. Oh, We've had some issues. I, yeah, I well, sent I a I show off they can let him in, great. 
I have uh, I have uh, Warp socks, and you may remember, Dee Dee, that Warp was uh, Big Paul's brother on Star Trek: The Next Generation. So I wore these socks. <laughs> in his honor. I so love that. My- That's so wonderful. And that. you know what, Frank I, Paul loved that role. You know, he was in so so much. Uh, I mean, that's a show in itself, just talking about Paul's projects. But he was a Trekkie, so he did a movie with LeVar Burton, and he played LeVar Burton's uh, attorney. It was really a great movie called Dummy. So he said, well, you know I'm a Trekkie, and LeVar Burton immediately said, do you want to be on I can hook you up. And they did, and they wrote an episode for Paul. And I think it's one of their better episodes. It's really, really good. It was good. I I agree. And even if you're not a sci-fi fan, it deals with themes like family, about belonging, about alienation. Uh, And that's an episode of Next Generation that even if people have no interest in science fiction or space, that I think everybody can enjoy. I would agree. And obviously the acting is great. Yeah, well, of course. (laughs) So, Michael, look, you you know, you're a comedian. I mean, do you ever make jokes about New York? I mean, do you ever, you know, keep New York... uh, in your mind or you know because michael kind of goes like the uh sort of the hillbilly route like with his comedy so and this is something for you too frank do you think michael would do well in the in new york playing the hillbilly or do you think that they'll shoot him (laughs) even though you're not allowed to do that in new york i'm just asking <laughs> I think Michael would do uh, great here, and I'm not sure how much time you've spent out here, Michael. But the, New York is almost like, and I mean this in the best way. New York is almost like prison, right? You go, you get sent <laughs> to prison, and there's some group that you can associate with. If you're if you're uh, in the mob, there's a whole mob section you can hang out with. If you're a white supremacist, you can hang out with them. If you're, uh, you know, a, what black Hebrew is your early lights, you can hang out with them. New York is the same way. If you're, you know, if you're Again, an Alsatian, uh, Alsatian albino. There's a an enclave in New York. That's the second you. time so, you've mentioned that group. But you're making me wonder about time. the albinos. It, it's the one group it, it that I feel comfortable offending, and that won't lead a boycott against us. But um, it, they, they can take jokes. Those Alsatian albinos. That's right. They're very that's good. Right. That's right. But in uh, but Williamsburg and uh, different parts of Brooklyn, especially uh, Park Slope, Carroll Gardens, your people have migrated uh, to New oh York. Oh, my They're God. Here. Your people. Did you no, hear that, no, Michael? No. I love New York your City. People. I will never go to Williamsburg, the, the home of organic beard your oil. People. No, thank you. Heck. Everywhere else. I love it. And, and well, despite the initial the opinion, island. there are not cobblestone streets in, in Williamsburg, New York. <laughs> I I think uh I think Michael would do well in Staten Island. What you know, what do you think, Frank? And what do you think of Pete Davidson? I have to ask. You know, I uh I, I never really liked his humor, honestly. Me either. And, I'm with um, you. And then I, you know, I And right, neither do I. I have nothing against him. Uh, I I never had anything against him, but I didn't like that. You know, we're from his parents, his his mom lives around the corner from where I am right now. She's walking distance. And uh, I met her a bunch of times. She's a super nice lady. Um, I didn't like that he would go out of his way to kind of bash Staten Island. Now, I I, I just, I hate that where, where you go out. And I know he kind of, his shtick is that, you know, it's sort of in a playful way. And he appeared in the borough president's state of the borough address recently. So it's not like he's forgotten Staten Island, but it's like Staten Island already has such a bad reputation. Do you really need to pile on by reinforcing the negative stereotypes that everybody has? I will say, though, in terms of in his defense, the video that he did of that um, walking on Staten, which was a, a satire of walking in Memphis, I thought was very funny and I thought it was very well produced. So I, uh, I, I don't know him really, but um, I, I don't like that he kind of seems to turn his back on a lot of the. Uh, people I agree. That I don't like that either. With. Yeah. So but just I so you, mom. I met him a bunch. I met everybody a bunch loves his too. mom. You know, I've yeah, heard that before. Really people, nice. people really dig his mom. So I want to tell you that on the show, we we had a show about him and Kim Kardashian, and just so you know, every single one of us said, "Well, that's bullshit. That ain't lasted." <laughs> I mean, I mean, nobody thought that was going to last. You know, where Hollywood is like, oh, this is the next thing, whatever. And everybody's like, ah, bullshit. You know, so anyway, that was a funny show because we all made fun of Pete. We made fun of Kim, of course. And everybody was right. So we just have almost 100 (laughs) percent. 
I would say uh, rating of getting the future right. We're just good at that. So I, I just think you're, you're, I mean, look, Frank, you, I'm sorry. If you like to be nocturnal, they're going to take you off of that. And you're going to end up replacing Michael Strahan or Ryan Seacrest or fucking somebody. So you're, you're moving on up. I can't wait. You're like George Jefferson, man. <laughs> uh, but uh, I will I, say, if you like overnight, I'm sorry because you're going to go prime time. I know it's coming uh, or I, morning I or something. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I like at, the, at when you're at the radio station overnight. There's nobody from management there. There's no Peabody stopping you and say, hey, let me borrow you for this. Uh, no, you can just do your job uh, and leave. There's nobody trying to stop you with uh, extraneous uh, projects and different things that have nothing to do with you. You stay away from all the inner office gossip. I'm having a good time. I, I love that we own overnights in New York, and hopefully we'll, we'll own overnights all around the country. But oh, uh, that's I great. That. I mean, maybe that's what you, where you want to stay. I'm just saying, I think you're so talented that you will be offered you know either morning or like evening or happy hour which is my favorite time so uh yeah i mean but wherever you are you're gonna do great it'll be fun you'll make it fun it'll be wonderful so look um i gotta tell you that in my opinion i think that radio uh is underrated now i yes. love radio it is. Yeah. do you all know what i mean I, I think that I love, love, love radio. So I listen to Frank a lot. I listen to a lot of radio. And but people are like, oh, it's all about the podcast or it's all about streaming or something like that. Like, I don't know. It seems like to me, and Frank, you tell me because I'm sure you know the stats. I think radio was as strong as ever. Uh, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I was um, I was I was very annoyed that uh, I saw this story in the Wall Street Journal that uh, Ford and Tesla are not going to be continuing AM radio in their electric vehicles. I saw that. I saw yeah, that. I thought that was such nonsense. And it uh, is. Ed, Ed Markey, senator from Massachusetts, who I don't generally agree, I thought he was absolutely right to take these companies to the woodshed. He pointed out, look, if there's an emergency, AM radio is a vital exactly. lifeline for people. Uh, right. And uh, right. I think you right. know, there's a sense of intimacy with radio that you really don't have with any other medium. You listen to your favorite radio host or your favorite radio DJ or, or whatever, even if it's just music, you have a radio with you at a time that you'd never have another person with you. When you're uh, trying to fall asleep, when you can't sleep, when you're uh, going to the bathroom, when you're you know having sex with uh, your wife or your mistress, you radio is always there at a time when no other human being would so i agree with you dd and i appreciate you saying that there's a level of intimacy with radio that i don't think is present in any other medium and it really lets you use your imagination create the picture in your own brain um rather than just you know allow your brain to veg out as it would with with television or something visual exactly and you know and and that's a good point what if shit hits the fan yeah. I mean, and it's a total disaster. And I think we're really, unfortunately, dangerously close to that. Radio will save us. Radio is where it is. I mean, you know, it, it, you know, I have like that uh, survival radio when you crank it. You yeah, know, I have here. all of that. Yeah, same just here. in case. Because you know what? We ain't going to learn anything from the streaming of of uh, Tubi or whatever. You know, I mean, we, you know, all that's going to go to shit. I mean, even, you know, look, I was in New York during the hurricane, Frank. So I remember when all the people in the battery came up to the, you know, the northeast or the upper east side, rather. And uh, they were just going there to plug in their phone, go into the bars to plug in their phone. Do you remember that? Were you there for that? I, I, I do. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I've got my crank radio, as you can yep, see. That's what I got. And, uh, I got it. <laughs> and I'm not going to have to go into any bar to plug in my phone. I'll just go in for a drink. But um, yeah, no, I, you, your example about Hurricane Sandy is, is right on the money. People had no power. A lot of the cable and TV stations locally were actually not. We're, done. we're out. We're out. And um, people yeah. turned to us. You know, I was working with a station in New York, 970 at the time. And Curtis Lewa and I were on the air uh, 12 hours a day. And yep. we were able to get help for people uh, who had no other means of knowing what was going on or even reaching city authorities. We could tell them when their power was going to come 
back on. If they needed an emergency, we could get them uh, get them help. We could t- deliver information to them. And if radio is replaced by just, uh, I don't know, um, what, what, foreign language programming and infomercials, that's a vital lifeline to the community that uh, I think is really going to be missed and is, quite frankly, irreplaceable. But on the plus side, Radio in all of its forms has been around for over 100 years. Every decade, somebody says, oh, okay, this is the thing that'll kill radio. And so far, they've all been wrong. So if you're betting on radio's longevity, I think it's a pretty good bet. I think it is, too. I think it is, too. And Um, I take it back about Williamsburg. You got your battery-powered thing. I got my whisker right here. (laughs) I'll even like it in Williamsburg. With that that whisker and... with that Local. beard and that uh, that whisker, you'd fit right in. They would welcome you. You just have to figure out a way to curl your mustache. No, not, I know, William, I'm not going right, wax. Not Williamsburg. I'm crappy, but I'm no. not doing the wax. No, no, <laughs> no, no. He needs to go to Staten Island. I mean, not Pete. Pete doesn't fit in, but Michael does. I think he'd be. I think he would be welcome in Staten Island. Am I wrong here? No, no, no. Uh, Staten Island's a very welcoming community, uh, but you. I love need- Staten. Look, I love Staten Island. Whenever you said it had a bad rap, screw that. I, I mean, look, uh, when Paul and I lived in New York, we were in Manhattan because Paul just is a movie sure. star, and that's what you do. But if I had my choice, I'm going to fucking Staten Island. That's the reddest borough, you know, it, it, by far than the rest. So that's where I would want to be, we and I think Michael you- would do very well there. We have to get you a vowel at the end of your name, though, Michael. So you have to pick a pseudonym, especially if you want to live south of New Dorp Lane. You need a, an O or an A. Or maybe and no, but he could go with us. He could say he knows Frank Morano. He's with Didi Sorvino. He watches Al Pacino. I think it'll be okay. I know what you're saying, though. He's Gilkison. Oh. Maybe. I don't well, know. Yeah, well, just, drop the, just drop the end, Mike. My football teammates yeah. would call me Gilk, and then in Australia, they Gilko, call me Gilko. Gilko. There you go. So, yeah. Gilko. Gilko. I like Gilkso. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, Frank, are you in Staten Island right now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. See, I, mean, I love you know. Staten Island. So, I think you were a little bit like Pete Davidson. I was a little disappointed when you said that it gets a bad rap. That's bullshit. I think it's got a great rap. I think the red states were like, if I'm going to New York, I'm going to Staten Island, so I think you should you you can understand that the rest of the world, not Manhattan, not Brooklyn, not you know the Bronx, whatever. And who wants to go to the fucking Bronx anyway? How about nobody? Uh, well, but Staten that, Island is great. You know there are some really uh, great neighborhoods in the Bronx. I, I'm sure you've spent some time at Arthur Avenue, DD. Some of the great that's restaurants true. Okay. In the world. That's like a uh, hundred uh, feet. What else do you got? I love a, well, I love a Bronx I mean, a tale. People, One of my favorite movies. People, I'm a Mets yeah. fan, but a lot of people are very fond of Yankee Stadium and uh, and going to see the Yankees. Uh, you know, uh, we've taken my son, uh, even though he's only a year old, to the Bronx Zoo. He seems to really like it. So I don't want to write off the whole borough of the Bronx. But to your point about the redness of Staten Island, Staten Island's really a bipartisan borough, right? We have uh, we have Democratic elected officials, Republican elected officials, but when the rubber meets the road, Staten Islanders, whether they're Democrat or Republican, they they always tend to rescue this city. In 1993, Staten Island uh, voted overwhelmingly for Rudy Giuliani. And I don't think anybody would argue that but for the votes that Rudy got from Staten Island, he wouldn't have been elected. And imagine he didn't get elected. New York was going in a very poor, on a poor trajectory. And Rudy and the city of of New York owes its savior to Staten Island. Eight years later, in the aftermath of September 11th, Staten Island played that same role in electing Mike Bloomberg. And, you know, Mark Green, whatever you might think about him, was totally ill-equipped to take over a city in the aftermath of September 11th. New York would be a shell of itself. So um, the whole city of New York, even though they may not like the politics of a lot of Staten Islanders, they really owe a tremendous debt uh, just for what we did in 1993, what we did in 2001. Can I ask a question? Sure. Of course, Stephanie. Now, okay. everybody join in with our superstar, Frank Morano. All right. Better Frank, than a soprano. Is it, <laughs> is, it, is it because New Yorks are ultimately pragmatic before they're idealistic? Um, when, is what because New Yorkers are pragmatic before they're idealistic? Is it because, all right, here's the deal. If they've got something going on and there are two people, Rudy Giuliani and... 
David you know, Dinkins. who's he, what's it? Yeah. David Dinkins. Oh, God. going to vote for Giuliani because he may not like everything he stands for, but it's the pragmatic right choice. Many, he's going to get the potholes filled. Practical. Even yes. if they're a Democrat, it's like, look, I, I want my fucking potholes filled. Just yeah. let's and, get a doer there, please. And, you know, especially in 93, Rudy did not run as a, you know, conservative Republican. He ran uh, as a liberal Republican. He was endorsed by the Liberal Party. So it was not as if basically Rudy ran on a platform of, OK, there's 2,600 murders a year. I will stop this. And a lot of people around the city said, well, Great. I'd, like, I'd like somebody to stop all these murders. And uh, and he did. Uh, so, you know, I think people were able to swallow their, their partisan pride and vote. And a lot of people did vote for Rudy on the Liberal Party line as well. So that made it easier for some partisan Democrats to uh, to vote for Rudy. But yeah, I think, that, I think that's it. You know, uh, Mike Bloomberg, he um, did sort of a similar thing with education. He said, look, every mayor's tried to get control of the of the school system uh, you know i'm gonna do it and hold me accountable if those test scores aren't up and look you know how can you argue with that if you're a, a minority parent whose child is going to a failing public school how do you argue uh, how do you argue with that yeah yeah so uh so frank do, do you th i mean i think we all love giuliani but what do you think bloomberg did an, a good job uh, so, and I'm quite fond of Mayor Giuliani. He, he works at the same radio station that I do, and we hang out from time to time. He's a cigar smoker as well, and I've become very good friends with his son, Andrew. I was just talking to Andrew right before the show, and I think he's somebody with a bright political future. But, um, you know, I think Bloomberg's first term was amazing. I think it's one of the best terms any mayor's had in history. The fact what he was able to do in just four years is extraordinary. His second term was mediocre. His third term was a total and complete disaster. Uh, but as bad as it was, I would still take Bloomberg's third term over uh, de Blasio. Bill de Blasio that's for sure. What an idiot. I mean, seriously, what an idiot. The whole country saw that. You know, nobody wants New York to do badly. I mean, because New York is, look, sure. I mean, the two most powerful cities in our country, Washington and D.C., for the politics and the power, political power, and then D.C., excuse me, in New York, it's the financial power, and that's everything. So you can have a debate about that, which city is most powerful, but we root the rest of the country, we really want New York and D.C. to do well. And right now, D.C. does not look great. I mean, I'm very happy with Speaker of the House, who I've known forever, Kevin McCarthy, but that, but. The president is like, what the fuck? I mean, literally, I am sick to death of people covering for him. He does not know where he is. He does not know what he's saying. This is bullshit. I mean, enough what already. I found, what I found really outrageous, and uh, I think given the book that you wrote, Dee, you may share my outrage on this, is he and his wife, Jill, went to this great Italian restaurant. I think it's the Red Hen that everybody always talks about. And the two of them ordered the exact same meal. Who does that? That's insane. You go to a nice restaurant. You, you got to try it. You, do, you diversify. Diversifying. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Not when you do it in an Italian restaurant, for sure. No, their publicist ordered Lucky it. That's knows. what happens. So, you know, I mean, crap. Total crap. Hey, what's up with Yonkers? So Yonkers is apparently the happiest place to live, and they put New York at 57. Uh, Yonkers? What that. the fuck with Yonkers? Nobody gives I, I a fuck about Yonkers, right? I don't Frank? buy that oh at my all. God. I don't buy that at all. <laughs> you know, Yonkers, uh, they call themselves the sixth borough because Yonkers, when in 1897 or whatever it was, when the five boroughs of New York voted to join as one city, um, Yonkers had the opportunity to join as well. And they voted not to join New York City. So, you know what? I, I, they, I, I suspect they regret that decision from 1897. Well, that must be yeah. where they made the poll in Yonkers then. <laughs> exactly. Always, con polls. always consider the source. I mean, Frank, you could do your own fucking poll. I mean, why not? We'll vote. We'll vote for you. <laughs> what, what are, we'll, we'll all vote as a block, whatever it is. But, yeah, I mean... Polls, 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 schmoles, polls. I mean, you never, but I definitely thought that New York, the 57th happiest place on earth, was just done by some, maybe someone in Yonkers. I think Michael's right. <laughs> I think Michael's right. It was, was some asshole in Yonkers. But then I saw the number one and I was like, okay. <laughs>
You know, <laughs> it's okay, no, no, no. Seriously, Michael, you looked it up and it was Yonkers. Yeah, seriously. In the whole fucking country. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, there you go. There you go. There well, you go. Them. Good for them. Hope they're happy. They're still mad that they made the bad decision or their grandpappies exactly. or whatever. I mean, well, that's their bad. It's crazy. Nobody wants to go to Yonkers. Nobody talks about Yonkers. Nobody gives a shit about Yonkers, but they all love New York. There are all kinds of t-shirts. I love New York. There are no t-shirts saying I love Yonkers. <laughs> yeah, Yonkers claims to fame, claim to fame is a Neil Simon play where someone gets lost. I mean, what kind of claim to fame is that? I just know Meaning that you don't give a shit enough still... about Yonkers. If look, if you get lost in a place, you don't give a shit about it. You don't even know what the, where the fuck you are. Yeah, so exactly. that is not good, right? What do you think, Sue Ann? <laughs> I agree. That's funny. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so we all more, need. Go ahead, Tommy. About, you hear more bad things about Yonkers than you hear about Staten Island. You don't hear shit about Yonkers. Nobody cares about Yonkers. It's idiotic. Uh, yeah, right? Nobody cares. <laughs> and and if they say anything, it's definitely bad. It's like bullshit. It's like, oh wait, you don't have enough money to live in the city, so you're going to live in Yonkers. Sorry about your luck. Asshole. I mean, seriously, that's how bad it is. Nobody. And Yonkers is the dumbest name in the world. I live in. Yonkers? I'm embarrassed. No well, fucking way I'm living I, in Yonkers. Uh, this this I, I have to tell you. This this anti-Yonkers turn of this uh this <laughs> podcast session. Welcome to drinks with Didi, baby. <laughs> He's like, whoa, whoa, it's still in New York. This is where the alcohol yeah, I mean, kicks in. <laughs> Welcome I'm to so Drinks so with Didi. Now you never know, but there's always a victim. There's always somebody who's gonna yes, get so. it every no, time. Yonkers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I live the closest to Yonkers of anybody on here. I, you, I, let me tell the Yonkersites or the Yonkerers, whatever you are. You know, Yonkerers. bring your pitchforks to Dee Dee's house. No, the whole bar. This bar does not like Yonkers. I'm telling you right now, it's not just me. We all join in with the pitchforks against Yonkers. Who wants to live in Yonkers? It's like I started it's, it's... the Yonking. I'm sorry. Yonkers. I am pro Yonkers. That is sorry. I did not mean to yonk too hard. I didn't mean to yonk. But you're a guy. That's why. Do they have any claims outside of Michael's 56? I got in trouble for yonking in public. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that is what, see, that's why Yonkers will never be successful. And that's why they have to manipulate their own polls because yonkers sounds like yom yonking yonking yonkers they should have joined new york when they had the chance yonk yonk i mean nobody respects yonkers that's the dumbest fucking place in the world nobody thinks of that i promise you the only thing worse is like like a shithole in in maybe you know uh jersey because there are some really bad places in jersey but if you're going to make fun of new york i'm thinking yonkers is the place or Fuck. wait till you leave yonker. new mexico yonk, yonk, yonkers. i'm getting the hell out of here as fast as i can but you know what Walker it's the land people. of enchantment it's not yonkers yonk me yonk me yonk me yonkers. Well, uh, Didi, i gotta say i i had no idea you had this level of hostility towards yonkers i yeah, didn't really. until this show until the, until I found out that they put New York at number 57, and then it pissed me off because it's you like, just oh, made the albinos and Yonkers <laughs> stop listening. <Yeah>. Clearly, <laughs> and, and I just looked it up. The people's from the people from Yonkers are called uh, either Yonkerites or Yonkersonians. So, <laughs> apologies to all the Yonkersonians. Yonker, 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 Yonkerites. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. I swear. You know what? They deserve to to be the clown show of, of this podcast because for them to like diss on New York and say 57 in the happiest places and they were number one. Give me a break. Nobody cares about Yonkers. It's the dumbest word ever. I'd be embarrassed. Oh, where do you live? Yonkers, New York. Oh, no, no, no. I know that's not happening. I would move to the next city over. Fine. Right? Who wants to live in Yonkers? Jennifer, do you want to live in Yonkers? No, but at least you've heard of Yonkers. There's places right. in Indiana nobody's ever heard of. 
Well, I'd rather be there. Who wants to be in a place where you've heard it's Yonkers? Yonkers. 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 Why is it Yonkers? What is a Yonkers? And he never talks about it, does it? He never talks about being when I have to call you, Jennifer, because I'm in jail. That's what a yonk is. (laughs) (laughs) I got a yonk. I got a yonk off. That's what what it sounds like to me. I'm sorry. In the state of Indiana, I think that's the death penalty. Please help me. <laughs> yeah, Michael, so- that's not called a yonk. That's not a yonk. Let me tell you. you get- they require it. It's like law if you don't do it in public. <laughs> if you're arrested in Indiana and you're from Yonkers, New York, you're going to be in jail a long time. I'm sorry, but if you're no enough of a fool. on the subway. Subway yonking is They all yonk on the subway. What are you talking about? They, yonkers is very popular on the subway. They all yonk on the subway. All of them. I heard this yonk, one guy, yonk, yonk. This one guy <laughs> in New York yonked off right before his stop and got off. That's what I respect about New Yorkers is the practicality, the pragmatism. Of being like, time to get off, bam, it gets off. I yonk, yonk, yonkers, 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 and I got off in uh, Staten Island. I'm just saying there's a lot of pragmatism, you know. Well, uh, I, you know. I, I <laughs> hey, you're just trying to get your show ratings up, and I'm ruining them. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, if they're good it's ratings. Like I come everybody... on here and try to tell them about the after midnight stuff, and then they you know. <laughs> That's two after midnight. Is Frank blushing? That is the no Frank is blushing. Everybody's hung up. I think that might be a rum, a rum rouge uh, <laughs> rather than blush. Uh, thank you, Stephanie. Okay, just because I'm a nerd and I wanted to look it up, and I was laughing so hard. Younger apparently is a British term with Y O U N K E R, and it means a young man. And that's the same thing that Yonker means. Well, but yeah, because they whack off all the time. Yonk off, yonk off, yonk off, yonk off, yonkers. This is well, not so hard. It, in, it actually goes back to Adrian to Van, Vander Donk, who was known locally as the Junkier which means the young gentleman, a Dutch honorific title. And uh, the, the junk here was shortened to junker. Uh, you know, junk. Okay, hello, junk. <laughs> he had some junk. So I mean, junk. To keep supporting junk. my case. The more <laughs> we research about it, they're like, junk. yeah, he got ran out of England for yanking it in public. <laughs> I, I, uh, for the record, I have nothing against you. The but English the people are like, yes, he was. Uh, the, the mayor turns out the mayor, he was wanking in the public square, so we forced him out of our. our the mayor is uh, Yonker. The Yonker Knight's always willing to give you a hand. <laughs> the oh mayor of Yonkers, uh, Mike Spano, his wife is Mary Calvi, I think, from Channel Two. I don't know if you know her at all, but uh, she's pretty. She's pretty, pretty, uh, a pretty fair journalist, I think, too. So whatever. Well, then she should talk about everybody, like the the founders of Yonkers being someone named Junk, like you're Junk, okay, and then like you're Yonk, and then and it's Yonkers, and then you're bitching about New York, and you're making the 57th happiest place, happiest place in the world, and saying Yonkers is better. What? What? A dick. If anyone doubts that the people are really drinking during this podcast, they need only to listen <laughs> to the last 15 minutes to see that that wine is not a prop, nor is it the all, You know what? Look, it, it, we're consistent of anything. Oh, who is that? Hey, are you the rep of Yonkers? Oh, hi. Mike Spano just told me to come in and talk to you again. Right, Mike Spano is the mayor of Yonkers. He sent Vinny Ignacio in to shut bullshit. That is not the mayor of Yonkers? <laughs> no, it's a representative. I'm very good friends with Mike. Oh, Mike. Okay, here's Yonkers. We love Yonkers. <laughs> we're all we're all coming to Yonkers. You know why? Because we want to yonk off. It's awesome. We think that that is the yonk off place. And you know what? The, they said that the best place to be happy is in Yonkers, number one. And they said New York was 57. Now, Representative Spano, do you think that New York is number 57? <laughs> Uh, you think New York's place? Vinny here used to be the minority leader of the city council, so he's in a position to have interacted with people from around the rest of the city. Is New York the fifty seventh happiest city in America? No, I thought it's at least seventy. Oh, uh-huh. fuck. 
69th according to Yonkers. 69! This is really the moment that I really regret being this sober at this point. You better grab another root beer. I know. You ever to put some pedophiles in jail and then the Italians beat the shit out of them? I'm just asking. Because we're all for that. Oh, everybody just so you knows know. that happens. Yeah, that's just. Yeah. We're all for that. That you put them out there and then the Italians come in and beat the fuck out of them, you know, because they're pedophiles and we don't like that. I, I think it here. might be last call, at least in the Murano household. <laughs> <laughs> There's 4 a.m. in New York, feeling like right now. You just exactly. said you were starting your day. I mean, look, don't be embarrassed because we use foul language and we're a little bit, we're a little bit raucous. Vinny can handle it. I can see. I look, Vinny and I are. He's got a smile finally. Vinny and I are good. He is all about like being raucous, having fun, whatever. And Yonker City, you know what I'm saying, man. Yonker. It's turned into a Yonkers bash fest. Yeah. It, no. Yonkers, yeah. look, people like to yonk, right? Michael, you started this. Look, the comedian started this. I opened this. the door, yeah. You yeah, did. Through it, but I opened the door. You so, you know, people city. like to yonk. Pick on a city that's it's a very popular likes, like topic. It's like Newark. Are you comparing said, Yonkers with Dave, Newark? Ew, Newark is, is gross. Oh, Nobody likes Newark. That's a whole. That's a different show, and we could go an hour on that. Okay. <laughs> Nobody not. likes Newark, New Jersey. I think Yonkers is a palace next to Newark. New said, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> Yonkers is a palace next to Newark. Michael, Nobody wants Michael. to even do this in Newark because it's dirty and gross and someone's going to get a disease. In Yonkers, it's free and clear Yonks Central. Michael, let, awesome. let the Yonkersonians know where they can send their hate mail to you, not, not to me. <laughs> Michael did it. Exactly. Box, uh, yeah. And all the so Yonkersonians people as well. We so, Vinny. Do you yeah. have people knocked off? Because I have a couple. Can I, uh, can I call aware, you? Oh, sh- not well, that he would admit to publicly. That's that right. Okay. Too fast. Looking that when shark. Frank does his mob talk, uh, that's that's that topic. Well, we can do that show. Believe me, <laughs> we can. So, by the way, I I just wanted you all to know uh, the the terrible drink I'm drinking. It's called Hatch, and it is green chili wine. Oh my goodness! Now, that sounds awful. Wow. It is awful. Have you been through Hatch, New Mexico, though? Uh, well, because I live because I'm living in a car right now in New Mexico, <laughs> ah. and I mean I'm going to be leaving soon after drinking this wine, which is bad. So, Vinny, I'm telling you, I might be calling you. Only they don't even drink that south of the border. No, oh they don't God. drink it here. Just be aware of a worm only. in the bottom of that thing, or a snake, or you something. Put a green in there. Green. Yeah, no. I mean, look, read it. it. I can't even make it up. Marinade. Green chili wine. Uh, no, I mean, don't yeah, do the verde. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Look, Vinny. I mean, we need to come to New York, do another New York show, have some really good wine, and talk about Yonkers. You can tell us about Yonkers. So, Vinny, what is your favorite part of Yonkers? I mean, look, I want to know from the representative of Yonkers. No, we've got two minutes. What? So, I'm, I'm, I, my only connection to Yonkers is my friend is the mayor. That's all. A friend of mine. So, is he gay? I was only doing it twice. No, no, he's married to Mary Calvin from Channel Two. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Look at, look at, look at the, look at the governor of California. Hello. Do they like the Dick Dreyfus movie? Oh my god. Oh my god. Yonkers. Oh it's called Yonkers. Richard Dreyfus. We're just asking. It's a it's a fair I question. Mean, I, I shouldn't have called it Dick. Like the Richard Dreyfus movie of Yonkers. We've got like one minute left. Does anyone like the movie Yonkers? Has anyone even seen it? I've not seen it. What picture I love seriously is Yonkers Joe with Chaz Palminteri. If people well, I love Chaz. Uh, th- you got to see this picture. If you're a craps player like I am, or oh, if yeah. you're into gambling or Atlantic City, or yes, even Yonkers, this film, Yonkers Joe, is phenomenal. It's really well done. Uh, Chaz does a very good job uh, capturing kind of what it's like to be a degenerate gambler and a con artist. Well, you know what, Frank, you just saved Yonkers because we all love Chaz Palminteri here. For Paul's celebration of life, he did a video. He was very good friends with Paul, did 
Godfather of Harlem with him. So if Chaz is in it, that saves the day. Team so movie. Yonkers, we're good. Vinny, nice to meet you. Frank, Likewise. you're a rock star here. But you know what? I warned you this would happen. This is what I, I, happens I on this it. podcast. I can handle it. If the, if the only victim is the city of Yonkers, uh, the sixth borough, so be it. Dee Dee, I'll see you when you're in New York. Come visit soon. Let's do a picture. Who can do a picture for us? Anybody? I can do Kurt's one. not here. Anybody? Can anybody do I'll it? Do, I'll do one. Let's do it. Let's do it. In the room. <laughs> Done. All right, bye. Right. Bye, Vinny. Thank you. Love bye. you. Bye, Frank. Bye. See you later. Nice bye, guys. Pleasure. Yeah. Again. I'm getting the fuck out of here. All right, bye. bye. <laughs> hey, Didi, I am licensed to practice in New Mexico. So thank God. Up if you need somebody. I'm telling you, I just want to get the fuck out of here. I'm scared. I got to go. <laughs> Love you. Love you guys. Bye. bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.